You are listening to The Shredcast. No tendies, baby. Yeah. It's the health code for snowboarders. Let's send it. Picture this. You're standing at the top of the park. There's an easy feature you've done a million times. You're not trying anything new, but your brain is telling you not to do it. You haven't warmed up, and your first run was a little shaky. The fear and anxiety is building up over something you've done a million times. You just send it, and as you reach the feature, your brain is right. You shouldn't have done it. Now your collarbone is broken. Yeah, that's what I did. I broke my collarbone on a tiny feature I've hit a million times. I wasn't trying anything new, but I was afraid going in, and I knew I shouldn't have done it. I'm Kaylee. I'm from Snow Functional Training, and today I'm on the Shredcast talking about fear in snowboarding, methods to overcome it, and how to prevent fear from taking away from your snowboarding. It was pretty recently that pro snowboarder Natalie Allhart recently posted about the fear that she had going over the big jump line at Mammoth Mountain. She posted a video of her getting super anxious at the top and just confiding in her friends because she had no idea if she was going to be able to do it. It was before then that she had actually gotten pretty injured off of big jumps and hadn't touched one since. And you know, that's pretty common. If you get injured, then you kind of want to stop doing the thing that injured you. Maybe that isn't snowboarding altogether, but for me, it was touching any sort of barrel ever again. I was like, I broke my collarbone on it. I don't want to touch it. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to uh, overcome that. Every time I ride up to one, I would get super scared that the exact same thing was going to happen again. And so for her, it was with those really big jump lines. And I get it, those things are intimidating. But what was really cool is that she actually posted about herself, like, just sitting at the top, freaking herself out, just getting super overwhelmed and super anxious. And I think that was great for a lot of people to see because it is so relatable. So many people are afraid. They're afraid of going fast, afraid of going onto black diamonds, hitting the park for the first time, going over jumps. And that's because it's super scary, especially if you've never done it before. And uh, there is a high risk of getting injured when you do it. But the thing is, is that you can emit that fear and you can emit it by knowing what your body is capable if you're afraid of being injured, well, that's a fear response because your body is saying, you've never done this before, you can get hurt. So that's when that fight or flight kicks in, that adrenaline kicks in, and you have to take over and you're either going to let that happen, you're going to say, screw it, I'm going to get injured, I'm not going to do it. Or you're going to basically rewire your brain and say, well, I know what my body is capable of, I've trained for this, I know I can do this, we're going to regress back to something a little bit smaller and work our way up. So those are a few methods. Um, we're going to get into that a little bit more, but I just wanted to talk about that because I really do think that so many people get this like fear, overwhelming fear when it comes to snowboarding. And when I talk to people, they want to progress, they want to get better. And always the thing holding them back is fear, fear of injury, fear of going fast, fear of big jumps, whatever it may be. It's always fear. And so I'm going to go through a lot of methods today that can help you kind of dial that fear back. And we're also going to be discussing what is fear and what is nervousness and how can you decipher between the two. So starting off, um, when you get that fear, that is the 
fight or flight response that just naturally happens in your body. It is a sympathetic nervous system response. So your heart rate is getting faster, your blood starts pumping, you start sweating, your muscles tense up. And that's key, your muscles tense up, which is really dangerous for snowboarding, right? Because you don't necess- you don't want to be loose. You don't want to have loose muscles, right? We talk about this all the time. But you don't want to be overly tense because if you're overly tense, you're going to lack control. And what we need more than anything is control. So we have to be able to relax that back down. And that's more of a mental game than it is a physical game. And I mean, as you know, fear is a mental game. And snowboarding, honestly, I would say is 50-50 mental physical, if not more mental, in all honesty. So what your body is doing is it's perceiving something as being stressful. And that's what immediately kicks in that fight or flight response. So if your body is perceiving something as being stressful, then you have to basically turn around and say, is this actually stressful? Or do I know what I'm doing and I can calm myself down enough to actually get the job done that I want to do? Because your brain wants to shut down, right? There's so many times that people will be going up to a feature, it's the first time they're doing something or the first time that they're trying something new. They get off of it, they might have done it, but then someone asks them like, how was it? And they forget. They black out. It's so common to black out because your body is basically shutting down. Like you get so overwhelmed, so stressed, so nervous that like your brain just says, I can't handle this. And that's actually really dangerous. For some people, uh, blacking out, not thinking can actually get the job done. And I agree to an extent, right? You don't want to be completely blacked out because your body needs control and it needs the pathways from your brain to tell your body what to do. But if you need that, like, and sometimes I do this, honestly, I kind of shut down for a second and I just do it. As long as I know that it's in my realm and it's something that I can do, I don't want to sit there and overthink it. If you're standing at the top, just staring at the feature that's like causing you stress, causing you anxiety, and you're just staring at it and you're overthinking it and you're thinking of every possible thing that can go wrong and now that's just piling up and piling up, you're not going to do it. Or you're going to work yourself up so much that you're going to lose control of your body and then that's when injuries can occur. So it really is that fine line. But the other side of the fight or flight response is your body is also now producing adrenaline. So adrenaline, actually what adrenaline is doing is it makes your heart rate beat faster and your lungs breathe more efficiently. That's kind of just what it is. It sends blood flow to your vessels, to your brain, to your muscles. So that is kind of a good thing, um, but it can be used for good and bad, right? So adrenaline can hype you up. You can get addicted to that feeling, and that's great. And that can actually, if you're thinking of going into the park, going onto a big jump, going uh, on a black diamond you've never hit before, and you're pumped full of adrenaline, that might actually get you to do what you want to do. And that's a, that's a good thing, right? If your body is actually capable of doing the thing you want to do. And I keep coming back to that because I think that that's when injuries occur. Not because of fear. That Fear doesn't cause injuries. What causes injuries is your body's capability to do the thing that you are trying to accomplish. And that just comes back to how much have you been training for the thing you're trying to do and how much do you understand it because if you're trying a trick 
and you've never done done it before and you don't actually understand how the trick is performed or how you need to pop or how you should turn any of those things and then you just send it and go into that that's when injury can happen because you don't really know what you're supposed to be doing and that's just the key to it all and honestly that's what triggers fear because you're going into something that you know is hard you've never done before and on top of that you don't really know what you're supposed to be doing so subconsciously your body's like we don't understand this we don't know how to do it and we've never done before that's scary i'm gonna get hurt fight or flight response comes in so that's what fear is is because you just don't understand it so so to overcome these fear responses that we're having there's a few things that you can do and these are something that well i do also i see a lot of pros doing if you ever like watched a pro competition and you're seeing them at the top they're nervous they're a little bit scared the features that they're hitting are huge but if you see them at the top they're actually doing visualization techniques so those visualization techniques whatever it may be for that person some of them are using hand movements trying to turn and see which way am i turning here which way am i turning here how should my carve be they're trying to process and slow down their brain of this is what i should be doing this is how i'm going to do it so that that's all they're thinking about so that they can control their body and exactly get into it and that's like a really great technique that i think so many people should be using so visualization and mental rehearsal exercises are absolutely key to calm down that fear response again this comes down to how well do you understand the trick that you're trying to do the run that you're trying to hit like that is key you need to have a good understanding of that before you're actually going into it the other thing is gradual exposure and progressive changes so you don't want to just go into something that you've never done before right if you're a beginner snowboarder and you immediately go into a black diamond like you don't have that exposure you don't have that progressive overload going into that that's going to result in uh, injury more than likely and also a lot of fear because you just don't understand it you haven't been exposed um, so in terms of gradual exposure something for like parks is there's baby park features so you want to go onto something that's a ride on something that's not even really a jump and it's just very beginning of a pop so that you can understand that movement of a pop and getting a little bit of airtime. or if you're riding a feature ride on a really big box first so you can understand what it feels like to be sliding and not using your edges and then as you get more used to that and your body feels really comfortable and you're also locking in those key body positions right because if you're going into those features and your body positions are not correct you're just managing to stay on then when you bring it to a bigger feature that's when you're going to get hurt also because you have to have that locking in motion of getting into a feature squatting down being low to the ground having your body weight in the right position if you don't have that on those smaller features those larger features are going to take you out so definitely nailing those in even though it might seem a little repetitive and dumb and you're just trying something like super silly on like what people wouldn't even really consider a feature that's perfect that's what you want to be doing that's the best way to progress something that i did when i was learning a front board is i just took it to a ride on box practice riding on a box doing a front board and swiveling into it and i felt really silly because i hadn't hit boxes like that in a really long time but by doing that when i brought it over to a rail and i had understood how my body is supposed to be on that box i nailed it on the rail in like five tries 
but that's just what it is. You have to progress up to something. Same thing with jumps. You really need to get comfortable on those smaller jumps before you head over into the big jumps because you have to have a really good understanding of speed. And then same thing goes for black diamonds, double black diamonds, cliffs, moguls, any of those kinds of things. You need that really good edge control on groomers, on blues, before you can take it into those blacks and the steeper terrain. If you can't be super comfortable on blues and deep carves and doing like little turns and quick responses on blues, don't take it to the black. You might be able to get down, but you're going to pick up some bad body habits by doing that. You need to have everything nailed down on the step down below what you're actually trying to do. Next, breathing and relaxation techniques. I know this can sound like super yogi of me, but breathing techniques and just getting your body to calm down because that just comes into that adrenaline response and that fight or flight response, right? If your body's, your heart rate's going, you're sweating, your muscles are tensing up, your body's freaking out, right? And it can be something so small, but your body doesn't know the difference. It just knows those responses and it sends those signals to your brain. So even though you might think like, why am I freaking out over this small thing? Your body doesn't know that it's a small thing. It's going to send the same response no matter what. So something that really helps is square breathing. So you want to begin slowly exhaling all of your air out and then inhale through your nose for a count of four, then hold the top for a count of four, then gently exhale through your mouth for a count of four, and then at the bottom of the breath, hold for a count of four and repeat that. And that can help trigger your brain to relax and slow it down because everything's being held at the same time. Um, another way is just closing your eyes, bringing in those visualization techniques again. Um, also, something that I recommend for every single person to do before you go into park specifically is just take a lap through the park and see how all the features are set up. Don't just immediately go into hitting something your first lap in the park if you don't understand how it's set up, where everything's lined up, what the landing looks like. Like, get a good grasp of that. And then um, just kind of tune in your like inner yogi, honestly, and do some different kinds of breathing and uh, talk to friends just make sure that you're actively trying to calm yourself down next uh, positive self-talk and affirmation if you know that this is something that you've trained for this is something that you're capable of you fully understand this trick and your body's still freaking out because it might just be brand new and it's just a little overwhelming you have to tell yourself like you'll catch me on the top of the park Almost every time I'm trying something new, or even if I'm not trying something new, I'm sitting there and in my brain, or possibly whispering, I'm like, you got this, you can do it, you've done this before, it's fine, you're fine, like, you got it, you know what to do, you're gonna squat down here, you're gonna pop here, you're gonna twist here, whatever it may be. You have to convince yourself, almost, that what you're trying to do is something that you're actually capable of and you know how to do it. And if it's something new and you're like, I don't know if I know how to do it, we'll break it down. Do you know how to get to the front of the feature? Okay. Do you know how much speed you need for that feature? Okay. Do you know where you need to take off? Good. Do you know where your body weight needs to sit once you're on that feature? Okay. Do you know that you're supposed to be squatting down and not hinging at your hips? Okay. So take that trick 
break it down, break it down, break it down. You're like, okay, I know how to do all these small segments. I guess I do know how to put that together. And that's really just what it comes down to. Again, building that technical skill knowledge. If you're trying to break down a trick and you're like, I don't know actually what I have to do, like that's a red flag. Like ask someone, find someone in the park that's better than you and ask them, what should I be doing to get onto this trick? Find a coach. Having a coach that has that technical knowledge of skills is really good. Um, You can look it up on YouTube from people. Like Tommy B has a ton of YouTube videos that you could look up to on uh, how to break down technical tricks. So you need to build up that body awareness. And then where it comes in for me is once you have that understanding of that technical knowledge of that trick, is now you need to understand the technical biomechanical knowledge of your body. Is your body capable of doing the technical aspects that you're trying to do? You understand it, but then you're like, I can't even twist my body in that direction, or I don't have the strength to get in and out of that range of motion sitting on that rail, or I don't think I can hold my edge for that long, whatever it may be, like, please, please message me because I can totally figure that out for you and we can figure out exactly where you're at with your body and where those areas need to improve to get you there. But besides that, that technical skills and knowledge is so key in preventing injury. And that's kind of why I started all of this in the first place is because for me, when I broke my collarbone, that story that I told at the beginning of this podcast, I realized after that day, like, my technical skills were trash. They were awful. And that's exactly why I broke my freaking collarbone on something I've done a million times because I had terrible body awareness, body skills, technical skills. I was going into something and every time I would do it a little bit different because I didn't know what I was doing. And then that one time it just failed. My body failed. And that's on me. I didn't understand what I was doing. So That is just like the biggest key thing. And I truly, truly believe that you can train those aspects off the snow. Like that's what I've been doing this whole season is just really looking into these tricks, looking into my body. How is my body working? How is it not working? Where can I improve? And this season, I've only ridden, I think about 18 times. And I used to ride like over 100 plus days a season. Like when I broke my collarbone, I was riding 100 plus days a season. And I was never improving. And this season alone, riding 17 days, I was able to lock in like five new tricks, five or six new tricks, something like that. When I was riding for three, four years of 100 plus days a season, and I couldn't lock a single thing in because I didn't have that technical biomechanical knowledge of what my body should be doing. It is so, 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 so key. And once you understand that, then that fear truly does diminish. That fear goes away or at least is so manageable because you know you can take a step back and be like, my body's capable of this. I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I can do it. Calm myself down. Send it. Instead of, this seems scary. I've never done this before. I don't really know what I'm doing. Send it. And then you get hurt. And that's what a lot of the culture says. Like, you hear that so often. Like, just send it. Just send it. But don't just send it if you don't actually understand. And then this just what comes into um, being realistic and setting your goals 
and celebrating the small wins, right? We're not going to be pro snowboarders in a day, in a week, in a season. Like, set those realistic goals. If you're brand new and you want to be able to ride a black diamond, okay, so start small. Can you ride down a green? Is it iffy if you're riding down a green or do you have that locked in? Okay, good. So move to a blue. Do you have that locked in? Can you do small little tricks? Do you understand how to ride switch? Can you hit little bumps and be fine? Can you pick up a good amount of speed? If you can't pick up a good amount of speed on a blue, don't try a black because you're going to end up picking up more speed on that black, right? So you have to really break it down and be like, okay, my end term goal is this, but what is my realistic goal right now? And make it attainable and break it down because if you're not doing that, then you're just going to be constantly disappointed and discouraged and you're never going to progress yourself if you're constantly discouraged, right? Or if fear is overloading your body and you're like, I'm just too afraid to do any of these things, I guess I'm just going to quit. Or I'm just going to stick where I am because everything else seems so scary. You can make that improvement. You can kind of ride that fear high a little bit as long as it's within your realm and you know it's realistic, right? And so then that kind of comes into one of my last points is the fear response versus nervousness. So you'll hear a lot of times people say, do it scared. And I agree to an extent. I think that if you're trying something that you fully understand and you're still scared, yeah, do it scared, right? Like if you know you're capable and your body's still a little bit scared, do it scared. But to me, that that's not actually fear. That's just nervous. You're, you're nervous because you've never done it before. And I think nervousness and fear are two completely different things. Being nervous, but having an understanding of what's going to happen, yeah, do it. So I'd say do it nervous, right? But if you're actually scared, like terrified, your body's telling you something, right? Like for me, when I went into that trick, my body at the top of that was saying, you've done this a million times but you should not do this right now. And I should have listened, right? And that's when I'm like, I had a bad run beforehand. I was not feeling confident at all. And my body was saying, don't do this right now. But I did it anyways. I did it scared and I broke my collarbone. So that's just where it comes into how much do you actually understand and how much do you know to listen to your body? I think we should always listen to our body, whether it's with needing to exercise more, needing to relax more, needing to eat, right? Like your body is smarter than you more times than not. But that's when you have to be able to control that, right? So it's really honing in on that middle ground of, am I actually nervous or am I actually scared? And if I'm actually scared, why am I scared? Can I reverse it? Can I say, I actually know all of these elements and I'm actually fine? Or Am I actually scared because there's something going on and I know something won't go right if I do this? Okay, so those are the main things. So do it scared, but actually just do it nervous, right? And then something I want to say is that when you're getting those inputs, like the adrenaline, the fear, it's sending so many inputs at your brain and it's flooding your brain and it can make it really difficult to isolate like the key actions taking place. And so if we can reduce that overpowering effect of adrenaline on key movements 
then we can focus on more refining our technique and where we need to go from there. And then that can allow to developing our own style, adapting to movements that are more challenging, and actually making those situations exciting and less fearful. So just kind of saying, okay, there's a lot going on in my brain right now. I need to calm it down, figure out exactly why I'm having this response, and then take the two directions based off of that. Again, another key thing for fear is if you're afraid of injury, if that's what's holding you back, wear your pads. I mean, I always wear knee pads. If you need wrist guards, you need the butt pads, the hip pads, always wear a helmet. Like, make sure you're taking those external precautions as well. Um, A lot of times for me, I, like, got really bad nerve damage right on my shin because I wasn't wearing a knee pad and I just took, like, my shin to my rail, to a rail really hard. And ever since I wear knee pads, like, I don't have that fear anymore because I know that, like, that's not going to happen. Like, I will, I am preventing that actively. So, wear the pads you need to do to kind of shut down, okay, that's not going to happen. What else might be scaring me, you know? So, that's really helpful and also does actually prevent injury. So, definitely do that. And then I just kind of want to recap those key strategies, right? So, we just need to reduce that impact of adrenaline in fight or flight response. And we have to break it down and we have to say, we're learning a new trick or movement, research how to break down that movement, research on yourself, how your body works, are you capable? And then break that all down to square one, make sure you're progressing at a small step and use those breathing techniques and really hone in on those visualization and that goal setting because that's huge and it'll help calm you down and be like okay i got this talk to yourself talk yourself into it you got it you're gonna do fine fear is a natural response for anyone but there are so many ways to overcome it and as snowboarders we just have to learn that fear is inevitable our adrenaline response is always going to kick in because it is a adrenaline-inducing sport. So we have to use that to our advantage and also know exactly what our body is telling us. And yeah, you're going to crush it. Go kill it, Shutters. Don't let that fear overtake you. I promise it's manageable. And the more that you understand yourself, the trick, and your body, it just starts to naturally come down and come down because you know what you're capable of. And that is truly what it comes down to. Are you capable of doing what you're setting yourself up for? And if you are, that fear will diminish and you will be able to accomplish it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Shredcast on fear. I will see you guys next week with another special guest.